When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hey, Cricket customers. Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah! Phone plan, streams, and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Let's make our confession of faith together. I got my phone because I've got the Harvest Mobile app where you can read the whole Bible in a year. Let's say it together. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet. And the light to my path, in this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we yield to you. Have your way. Anything that impedes or blocks the flow of this word to your people, shut it down and turn it off. Why? Because today there's some folks that's coming straight out of some mess, straight out of some debt, straight out of some lack straight out of depression, straight out of discouragement, straight out of distance from you. Today, Father, is a day of mass deliverance, and we thank you that it is so. In Jesus' name, say, Lord, speak. I'm ready to obey. Uh, it's the final week of our series, Harvest at the Movies, and we've been using movies from the big screen to learn biblical principles. Y'all, we've had a long journey throughout this series. We started with The Lion King, according to Scar, where I showed you that movie, but not according to uh, Mufasa or Simba's perspective, but from Scar's perspective. Then we went to Coming to America, then Trading Places, Dark Phoenix. Fast and Furious, Soul Food. Y'all remember Soul Food Sunday, and we dressed up according to our different generations. I was thinking about that um, this morning. Then Toy Story, and today's movie is one you selected. It is the highest uh, movie. When we added it all up, it's the one that most people said. And I told you I would preach the movie that you said, and then when I started opening this thing up, I was like, this ain't nothing but God. Would you just touch your name and say, it looks like an accident, but it's on purpose. Let me stop right there. I need some of y'all to realize God is too wise to be dumb. And God doesn't do things by happenstance or by accident. You're sitting in here on purpose. You've been through what you've been through on purpose. Who left you, left you on purpose. What you've been through has been on purpose. Today's movie goes back to 1988. Who was around during 88? Some of y'all lying. I'm just messing. It's a groundbreaking, uh, it's a movie about a groundbreaking uh, 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 new group that revolutionizes music and pop culture, changing and influencing hip-hop forever. N.W.A., its first album was called Straight Outta Compton. It stirs controversy, watch this, because of its brutally honest depiction of life in southern Los Angeles. Anytime you tell the truth, it's going to be controversial. Why? Most people have learned how to live in fantasy land. Most people have learned how to live absent and void the truth. But you're sitting next to somebody that says, I've spent enough days of my life in denial. I've spent enough days of my life not telling the truth. I've spent enough days of my life not walking in reality. I need somebody to say, from this day forward. Don't worry about who can't handle the truth. I just need you to live by his truth. Don't worry about who don't want to hear what the facts are. You just need to learn how to still say them anyhow. Somebody say, I'm living by truth. Uh, the band members, uh, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, Easy A, Easy E, 
DJ Yella and MC Ren navigate their way through the industry, acquiring fame, fortune, and a permanent place in history. Watch me. Here's point number one. There's only two points, and we're about to ride this thing. You ready? Number one, you're coming straight out of Compton. Lay your hands on yourself. Say your first name. If your neighbor don't do it, hit him. Lay your hands on yourself and say your first name. Say you're coming straight out of Compton. Now, you might say, Bishop, I don't live in Compton. Oh, there's an area of your life that's been Compton. How do you know that, Bishop? Because Compton means to settle. Ah, Watch this. There are areas of your life where you have begun to settle for whatever life throws at you and say, I guess this is just the way it's going to be. I guess it's never going to get any better. I guess things are never going to change. I need you to touch somebody next to you. Tell them, say, you're coming straight out of Compton. Yeah, your finances ain't going to be that low no more. Your relationships ain't going to be jacked up. You ain't going to have to match.com. God going to send them in front of you. I need somebody to say, I'm coming straight out of Compton. But here's the second definition of Compton Valley. Shut up. You are coming out of every single valley. This is so good. You're coming out of every single valley that you've been in. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Somebody say, God got me. Listen, when I was preaching this, I couldn't even sit down because God says this is a prophetic announcement for somebody. You've been in that low place for too long. You're coming out. You've been in that messed up place for too long. You're coming out. Somebody say, I'm coming out of Compton. What's amazing, what's amazing about MWA is that, watch this, they didn't choose to be born or placed in Compton. There's some stuff, this ain't for everybody, but for somebody. There's some stuff you're in that you didn't choose. It chose you. But, that, but, but the location, uh, watch this, it's the hand that you and I are dealt to see what we do with it. And it can either be your launching pad or your abortion clinic. Either this is going to end you or this is going to launch you. And I need you to realize, watch this, God has not brought you this far for you to abort now. I need you to watch this. Take your hand off the abort button. I need you to take your hand off of I can't do this. I need you to take your hand off of this ain't gonna work. It's gonna work and it's gonna work now. You didn't pick your Compton. Compton picked you. Just just think about it practically. These young men did not get to decide who they were born to, where they were born, when they would be born, and where they would live. Let's give, let me give you a scripture, because some of y'all are waiting on the scripture. Acts 17, 26. And he made from one every man, every nation, rather, of mankind to live on all the faces of the earth. All, all the faces of the earth. Having determined allotted periods, listen, and the boundaries of their dwelling place. Which means God says, you didn't pick Denver, it picked you. You didn't pick to have a mama that dropped you off, it picked you. You didn't pick to have a papa that was a rolling stone. It picked you. But I need you to know, even though it looks bad, God says, I'm going to use it for your good. So either you're going to launch or abort. Either you're going to go somewhere or you're going to get stuck there. And I need you to make sure you are sitting next to somebody that's not going to abort like they did last month. That's not going to abort like they did last year. Talk to yourself, Bishop Foreman. That's not going to abort last time they were trying to expand. Because you were dealing with crazy Comptonites. I ain't playing with you. On a technical note, on a technical note, because, because watch this, Compton sometimes gets a bad rap. And the rap is it's got high crime. So let me deal with you for a minute. The federal government practiced what's called redlining until legislative action made it illegal in 1968 by intentionally denying African-Americans the ability to live in certain places. It was legalized segregation, not just in the South, but everywhere. The federal government created inner cities. The federal government created ghettos because they denied those areas of financial investment. It was illegal to give a mortgage to a black man until 1968. So before you judge somebody, you better be careful you're not judging somebody whose condition was created. 
But you look at people and say, why would they live like that? If you had a 400-year head start, you would under... Y'all ain't said nothing to me. So it created a generational wealth gap because minority communities, it wasn't just limited to blacks, it was Jews for a while. Then eventually, watch this, it was given to different minority groups before it was given to African Americans. African Americans, it, it touched your neighbor and said, we got to tell the truth. Don't be, if you're offended by the truth, you got a problem, you need to get saved today. You need to get it right today. So what happens is it created a generational wealth gap. Why? Because if you can't purchase a home, you can't get equity. You can't get equity, you don't have anything to give to your offspring. You can't, watch this, you can't will rent. You can't put rent in a will. You can put what you own in a will. So what happens is it's Compton and other inner city communities were engineered by the federal government. And listen, this ain't a white thing or a black thing. Listen, we're a multicultural church, everybody up in here. We got Democrats, Republicans, Independents. We got folk in here that's on one side, folk in here on the other side. We just gonna tell the truth around here. So before we look down, you better realize certain conditions were created. Back to the message. Even if where you start out isn't great, God wants to get the glory out of it. And where you start won't always be where you end unless you stay in Compton. Settle. I came to shake you. Because there are certain areas of your life you've been settled. Some of you single people, watch this. You've been settling with who you date. You knew from the first conversation it wasn't going nowhere. You just wanted somebody to talk to. I need you not to settle. Let me remind you of who you are. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. Which means I can't settle because I'll never change what I'm comfortable with. Some of you wonder why these last few years you ain't been able to get comfortable. Some of you wonder why you can't just seemingly have one full day of peace. Let me tell you, as God says, because if I give you that, you'll settle. If I give you that, you won't fight. If I give you that, you won't press. So sometimes God says, I got to rock you and shake you and shake you and rock you. Why? So you do not settle. This was even true for Jesus. Jesus grew up in a city called Nazareth. And nothing good was expected out of Nazareth. John 1, 45 through 46. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. It's verse 46. Nathanael said to him, read it with me. Can anything good? I said, read it with me. Everybody, ready, read. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of your past? Can anything good come out of your heartache? Can anything good come out of what you've been through? Can anything good come out of that bankruptcy? Can anything good come out of that divorce? Can anything good, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And watch what Philip said to him. Come see. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. They found him, watch this, but they found him not where they thought he'd be. You're about to find some stuff in places you didn't think you'd find it. I need you not to curse where you're at in life because you need to go on a search expedition and say there's something good that's about to come out of this. I need you not to be mad that they lied on you. Look harder. There's something good that's about to come out of this. I need you not to be angry at what your bloodline did to you. Something good is about to come out of this. Can anything good come out of... Nazareth, by definition, means it lies in a cup or a bowl. Give somebody give me a cup. Somebody give me a cup. Give me a cup. Somebody, just somebody give me a cup. Say Nazareth. It means to lie in a cup or a bowl, which by definition, hear me, is worse than a valley. Say it's worse than a valley. Because see, Compton means valley, settlement. But a valley, there's a beginning. This has no beginning and end. The only way something comes out of this is it has to be poured out. 
Y'all ain't said nothing to me. There's no easily recognized exit, exit, so you can't walk out. It must be poured out, which explains why the other definition of Nazareth means protected. There are certain things that didn't happen in your life, and you called it a valley. God says, no, I was protecting you. They would have ruined your 50s, and I wouldn't let them do it. That would have ruined your 40s. I wouldn't let them do it. That would have ruined your 30s. I didn't let them do it. Some of you mad that God shut down certain friendships. He said, I was protecting you and preserving you until now. Such a time as this. Somebody say, it's my turn. Try somebody else. Talk to me and say, it's your turn. Hands up. I used to be mad at my Nazareths and looked at them as punishments. Until I recognized they were preservation. God let you work out your stuff down here. So when he take you up here, you ain't going to have to deal with that. He lets you deal with your issues down here. So when he take you up here, people are going to think that watch this everything good. And they don't know there's a whole lot of glory. But you don't know my story. In the 80s and 90s, crime did peak in Tonkin. But today, somebody say today. I need you to talk to me like a big old army. I need you to talk to me like what I'm about to be looking at. Uh-huh. What's it say? Say, but today. Compton is designated as an entrepreneurial hotspot and made the national list for the best places to start and grow a business ranked number two in Los Angeles County. Which means it don't matter how you start. I don't have no faith in this room. It don't matter how you start. If you'll stay with Jesus, won't it? Won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he? Won't he turn that thing around? Slap somebody, high five, say it's about to get good. Why? Because you didn't give up. Why? Because you didn't quit. Why? Because you pushed the tears back and kept pressing. Why? Because you kept on praying. Why? Because you kept praising. Why? Because even when people left you, you figured out how to do it by yourself. Here's the second point. I'm done. Straight out of. <laughs> second point. Make pain pay. Watch this. Let me help you. Let me help us. The group this movie is based off of. Put the pain, you're about to shout, of their experience into their music. And other people who had experienced the same pain heard a sound and said, I can relate to what you've been through. You missed it. They used their pain and made it pay. Let me say that thing another way. They used what hurt them to help them. They used what was supposed to take them out to take them up. Let me see if I can say it another way. If you'd stop trying to run from it and turn around and look at it, you'd be able to get some coin up off of it. I need you. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, make pain pay. You didn't go through that divorce for nothing. You're about to teach some other people how to do it. You didn't go through that bankruptcy for nothing. You're about to teach some other people how to do it. You didn't go through that time where you felt far from God for nothing. You're about to show somebody else. I too once was the prodigal son, but he got me back. Ezekiel 37 verses 1 through 3. Say make pain pay. Problem is, is most of us, we, we don't want to deal with pain. So we take painkillers. And here's the problem with a painkiller. Because you didn't alleviate the pain, you just medicated it. Advil ain't fixed nothing with your head. It just made you forget it was there. Sex didn't fix nothing. It just gave you a few moments, moments to forget about. Them drugs didn't fix anything. Huh? Somebody say, no more painkillers. Whatever you used to run to to get rid of the pain, I need you not to do that no more. Why? Instead, you need to look at that pain and say, come on. Matter of fact, matter of fact, come on. 
Come on. Come on. You don't know land. You don't know. I've been through too much hell. I've been through. I ain't going back no more. Baby, I'm coming up on you. Say, make pain pay. Ezekiel 37, verses 1 through 3. The hand of the Lord was upon me. And he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of Compton. Which means when God is with you, before he elevates you. Oh, oh God, dog. No. When God is with you, before he does something great with you. If you ain't getting help, I'm getting whole kinds of help. Say the hand of the Lord is with me. When the hand of the Lord is with you, first thing he does is he sets you in a Compton. Remember, Compton means valley. Who put him there? God did. Why can't you rebuke it? You can't rebuke God. Why haven't you been able to pray your way out of it? You can't pray against God. Let me help some of y'all figure out why you live here. You want to know what Denver means? Denver means valley. That was once green. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I need you to know the reason you're here is because God says my hand is with you. And I had to place you in. Just your neighbor say, but I'm coming out of Compton. I'm not saying that as a negative about this. Some of you trying to figure out, many of you have come to me, how I end up in Denver? Some of you, you've been looking up other cities for years. This ain't everybody. For some of you, this is your promised land. For others, this is, a, this is Compton. And I need you, whether this is your promised land or not, I need you to love it. <laughs> Why? Because who put you here? God did. I need you to throw your hands up and say, Lord, I love where you got me. Say it again. Lord, I love where you got me. I don't understand it. It don't make sense. It don't look good. I don't like it. I don't like this, that, and the other. But I love to 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 love where you got me. Watch. The hand of the Lord. put me in Compton. But he didn't put me there by myself. He put me in Compton with some bones. Look at verse 2. And he led me among them. And behold, there's a whole lot of them on the surface of Campton, Compton. And behold, somebody say behold. He says, looking at them was depressing. Adam, say behold. He says, when I looked at everything around me, because it was so dry, it took a whole lot just to do life. Can I talk to somebody where, watch this, in the last three years of your life, it's been hard just to wake up. Is there anybody in here where there's certain areas of your life that were doing great, but there's other areas of your life you looked at and you're like, this is so much because everything around him is dry. What does water represent? The spirit. So what does that mean? He's in a place where even though the spirit put him there, the spiritual climate of the area is dry. I didn't say it wasn't folk going to church, but it's dry. Say, behold, what's been dry in your life? Like, Bishop, why are you doing all them movements? Because it gets so good to me. If I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. So I got to find a way to displace that, you know, to transfer that energy. So I just... I know it. Watch this. Verse 3. Now, the Bible says he led him around the bones in verse 2. Which means God says, I'm going to make you look at, watch me, what discourages you. I need you to stop ignoring the emails. 
I need you to stop ignoring the messages. I need you to stop ignoring the reality. I need you to stop ignoring the doctor's report. Tell somebody says, stop ignoring it. Stop ignoring where your marriage is at. It's about to get better. Stop ignoring where your kids are at. It's about to get better. Stop ignoring where your finances are at. Somebody says it's about to get better. The Bible says he led me around them. He made me, ah, he made me look at it. He said, he said, you asked me to lead you, right? He said, so watch this. For a little bit, I'm going to lead you in a circle. Until you stop looking out here and you look at your dry bones. And until you look right, we're going to keep repeating this cycle. But somebody in here, I've been sent to tell you, God says, you graduated because you stopped ignoring it. You've been looking at it and saying, God, make me better. I ain't blaming nobody else. God, help my mind. Help my vision. Help what I see. Help my prayer life. I ain't blaming nobody. Lord, help. Y'all about to start something. Hands up. All right, all right. When I stopped ignoring it, he asked me a question. Question is, I says, go to verse three. Question is, he says, son of man, look at me. Son of man is a phrase that means born of a woman. So he asked my humanity something spiritual. He asked my mind something spiritual to see if I'm sick of the circle yet. And you know you're sick of the circle when even your mind is spiritual now. You, watch this. You, you know you graduated and you maturing when you used to blame everybody, but now you're like, that ain't even me, baby, that's on me. He asked my mind something that was spiritual. He... Mm. Touch your neighbor and say, God's asking a question. God is asking you something spiritual, but he's asking you naturally. I don't think you get it, so let me make it plain. God is making you look at your current family situation. And saying, so who's going to be the interruption? Is it you? Or should we look for another? I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, God, it's me. Would you release a praise if he ain't got to look for nobody else because. All right. Verse three. Why are you doing all of that? Listen, please mind your business. Some of you wonder why your neighbor's shouting like that. If you knew what your neighbor has been looking at that's dry. You see your neighbor's good days. You ain't seen the days where your neighbor said, I can't take no more. But somehow, look, the drummer running. Y'all better stop. You're going to start something here. The drummer's running. Can I get another runner to get with him? Can I get...
got 15 more seconds. Go. Sit down, please. This is the 915. Y'all can't do all of this. We got to move on, please. Hands up. Be seated, please. Somebody say, why y'all praising him like that? Because I'm coming straight out of company. I'm coming straight out of company. I'm coming. I'm coming. Verse three. Verse three. If you sit next to somebody that ain't praise him, now's a good time to switch seats. Why? Because everybody on your road's coming out of Compton. If you didn't get somebody to shout when you just said that, you sit next to the wrong person. Say, everybody on this road is coming out of Compton. All right, all right. Verse 3. Y'all, please stop this. This is a 915. Please, please, let me finish. Verse 3. And he said to me, son of man, he asked your natural situation. Look at me. Touch the neighbor and say, you got stronger. And you didn't pay attention. He asked your natural about something spiritual. Because what you've been going through spiritually has made you stronger naturally. I don't know about you, but this year there's some stuff that last year I would have been hot as a firecracker. This year I was like, oh well, get somebody else. Y'all ain't said nothing. Stuff last year, who am I talking to, that would have made you lose your natural mind. But this year, you're like, oh, well, God got me. All things are working together for the good of them that love him and are called. A Somebody say, it's working for me. Verse 3, and he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? Can anything good come out of this? Can anything good come out of Compton? Watch his answer. Look at me, please. Look at me. What does he respond? Oh, Lord, you know. Look at me. What did the valley do? It broke Ezekiel's will. He stopped saying, this is what I want. And he said, whatsoever thou sayest unto me. I need you to throw your hands up and say, Lord, your will. God put you in Compton so you'd be able to conquer. God put you in a valley so that you would break your will. God let them leave you so you'd stop putting your trust in people. God. So Compton means valley, valley of bones. Bones is this Hebrew word, etzem. Give me two minutes. That's a lie. Give me five. I won't lie to you in church. Valley of etzem. Etzem means pain. Shut up. I don't mean that literally. Figure speech. I was talking to a pastor yesterday. It got so good that I said, shut up, please. He said, Bishop, I didn't mean to offend you. I said, boy, you ain't. That's just a figure speech. It's in my new repertoire. I was watch this for the first 13 years. Now it's shut up. Shut up doubt. Shut up fear. Shut up mess. Shut up junk. Shut up drama. Shut up. So shut up and watch this. Watch. I'm, just, I'm joking. <laughs> He said it. I didn't watch. He's in a valley of pain. Look at me. He makes him look at his pain. He can't run from it. It's there at work. 
It's with the kids. It's in the car. It's on the phone. This is why some of y'all been sleeping a lot lately. You've been trying to avoid looking at your pain. Somebody, I don't know who I am. Let me, let, me, let me go on and divine. Somebody in here, you were asleep yesterday for 13 hours. You slept the most of the day. Watch this, because you didn't want to have to deal with your pain. But I got a word from God for you. You're coming out of, say, straight out of Compton. Pain is an unpleasant sensory and emotional experience. Pain can paralyze you. Pain poisons your pathology, your thought processes. And it makes you a firefighter of fires you start. <laughs> Pain inflicts pain on others through passive-aggressive behavior. I rebuke your passive-aggressive. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I rebuke my passive-aggressive. What is passive-aggressive? It's the indirect expression of hostility. You mad, but you won't say what you mad about, so instead you walk around with an attitude. Listen to me. Ain't nobody playing with you no more. Listen to me. You a grown man. Listen to me. You a grown woman. Listen to me. Ain't nobody got to play with you because you want to be passive-aggressive. Touch your neighbor. Say, I rebuke that. Say what you want and want what you say. Show me what you're working with. Bible. Pain can ruin your perception. You don't see what it is. You're just, you're just in pain. So when you're in pain, every time somebody criticizes you, you say, you rejected me. I think my season's over. Shut up, please. And I mean that literally. That ain't a figure of speech. Watch. I should have said this message to Wednesday. Watch. Pain can invoke pride to attempt to protect from future pain. So you get arrogant so can't nobody hurt you. Now realizing what you did was build a wall that keeps the pain in. Oh, I'm coming for you. You got quiet. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I rebuke my pride. Say, Lord, every ounce of it. Y'all better say this because I feel a calling out spirit. I feel an open rebuke spirit. Lay your hands on yourself and say, I rebuke my pride. Give him a praise for taking that up out of you. Watch. Then the second definition of bones doesn't mean bones. See, first definition of bone means pains in Hebrew. Second definition of bones means self. He makes Ezekiel look at him self. Watch this. You know you're not ready when, when you're looking at you, you're still talking about them. You know you're not ready when you're looking at you. Well, so and so, you ain't ready yet. You, you, you ain't ready yet. See, he made Ezekiel walk around and look at himself. Some of us, where God has had us, is you've had to look at you. This is why, watch this. Some of y'all, you've been watching this by yourself a lot lately. Why? When you tried to call phone, they wouldn't answer. And watch this. And then when it was too late to go do something, all of a sudden your phone started blowing up. Why? God says, I'm going to shut you down so you got time to look at Here's the third definition. Same. Bones means, watch this, pain, then self, then same. When we don't process pain properly, we repackage the same situations of the past and relive them. Some of you, watch this, today has been the last day that you're going to have leftovers. What is it? Repackage situation. Some of you, somebody to my right, you have been medicating and anesthetizing. And I come against what you've been using to medicate and anesthetize. And in the name of Jesus, I don't know who you are, but in the name of Jesus, God says, you ain't going to repackage that situation. Let me get specific. At 19, you defeated that addiction and it's come back. I rebuke it now in the name of Jesus. Next. Next, watch this change. Give me a hammer. I didn't think of all these props earlier. Start them now. Thanks, team, for making it happen. I'll be ready for the 11th team. <laughs> I was ready to do I just uh, your prop. It means pain. Look at your pain. Self. Look at yourself. Same. Look at the same situation. Aren't you sick of that, Ezekiel? Aren't you sick? Watch this. You, you, you had five husbands. The one you with ain't, ain't yours now because you won't commit. I'm, in, I'm all up in it. I'm all up in it. Watch this. The fourth definition of the word bones. Watch this. It means wood 
you only need wood if you're about to build something. And I'm trying to tell somebody, watch this, when you deal with your pain, when you deal with yourself, when you get sick of the same repackaged situations, if you don't waste your pain, you're going to take your pain and start. That's what those men did in straight out of Compton. They said, we sick of dealing with this mess. We're going to take what was meant for evil and. And some people wonder why you ain't got time for them. Baby, I'm. Why don't you have time to gossip? I'm. I'm building something. But then here's the last definition. What am I building? A better life. What am I building? Better prayer. What am I building? A better giver. What am I building? A better servant in the house of God. What am I building? Somebody that don't get stuck because of what people do. What am I building? A better version of my. What am I using to build it? My pain. If we tell the truth, the only reason most of us have ever made any significant changes in life is because something hurt. We change one or two times, and I got to close. When you learn enough that you want to, you hurt enough that you have to. I think there's a few of us that say, I'm about done with that second one. You ain't got to hurt me. No more. Somebody say, no more. Watch this. Here's the last definition, and then we about to ride home. Valley of pain, valley of self. All this is what the word bones mean. This is why I encourage you to get into Bible college. Because you sitting up talking about it was some bones. That's level one revelation. So you didn't even realize God was teaching Ezekiel about himself more than he was teaching him about the army he was about to build. See, before God's going to build your business, he ain't interested in that first. He needs to build a better man. He needs to, y'all, y'all ain't talking to me. Before he builds your family you so set on getting, he needs to build a better lady first. You're such a lady. Here's the last definition of bones. You read? Last definition of bones, look at me, means strength. My pain that makes me deal with myself so I don't keep looking at the same situations is actually helping me to build, watch this, a stronger me. That's what they did in that movie. They started out being harassed and beat down and tore up and jacked up. And watch this. Let me just get to the the, the, the good part now. Dr. Dre is a billionaire. Ice Cube is a multimillionaire. Because they took what was meant for evil and they built something. Watch this. Strength means the capacity to withstand great force, pressure, or stretching. What's force? Force means you're being pushed. What's pressure? That means something is pushing you down. What's stressing? At the same time I'm being pushed, pushed down, something is also stretching me out. Come here. Come here. Uh, where, uh, where, uh, where are you going? Oh, come on, son. Come on. All right, come on, watch me. All right, you come over here. Come on, come on. One on one side, one on the other side. I know you're on my camera. Don't, don't get crazy. Some people get the camera and they get confused. You serve, you hear? And you come here too, sir. Got your red hat on. All right. Okay, now you pull this on. You pull this on. Okay, now, Contrell, come get behind me and push me. This is where some of y'all have been in life. And even just trying to get through your week is hard. Can we tell the truth as hell? Why? Because I got stuff pulling me. I got stuff pressing me and pushing me real hard, country. If you push me at the same time. Thank you. But notice what I didn't do. Fall. 
notice what I didn't do. Whip apart. Can you encourage your neighbor and say, let me tell you what you didn't do. Say you haven't fallen. Say you haven't given up. Say here's what you did. You got stronger. Somebody say, I'm ready. Let's go back to a couple of Wednesdays ago. Look at your neighbor and say, you ready? Say, I'm ready. Let's go. God, I got to stop. God, I apologize. I took more than my five minutes. Somebody needed to hear this. Because Compton made you strong enough. What is Compton? A valley. Made you strong enough to conquer what's ahead of you. God placed See, you needed to learn how to deal with liars here. So that when you get here, you'll look at a lie and won't even treat it. You say, I have nothing to say. They are lying. They've been where they're going. See, old you would look at a lie and I don't know. No, we finna do this. I'm finna do this. Let me get on the phone. Let me call her. That someone else said what? The strong you looks at a lie and says, well, if you believe it, I'll tell you what. Go with them. If you want to go, you go. Name says home. You go. Name says home. It's some people you need to stop letting them hold over your head what they do for you. You want to go? You can go. Name says home. Some of you need to tell some of your blood relatives. Listen, you ain't going to hold that against me. You want to go? You can go. Name says home. God <laughs> pulled the strength. All this from Compton. God pulled a strength out of this group this movie's about. Now, yes, let's, let's deal with facts. Some of y'all are like, Bishop, there's lots of profanity in the movie. You need to not be judging. That's what you need to not be doing. Because I got tape. Matter of fact, here, put it up. It's easy to judge other people. Especially the movie's got some unsavory moments. That's true, too. That's true. So does your life. So let's not get judgmental. Let's learn. Let's say I'm learning. There was a strength in Ezekiel he needed to get from his valley. There was a strength the men in this movie needed to get from Compton. There's a strength Jesus needed to get from Nazareth. There's a strength you needed to get from whatever Compton you've been in. I need you real quick to just take five seconds. I'm out of time. Take five seconds. And if this word was shown up for you, somebody say, I'm coming straight out of Compton. I need you to just lift your hands and take 10 seconds and just give God glory. Why? That you're coming out of Compton. Come on. Ten seconds. Ten. Come on. Nine. Eight. Come on. If you're watching online, I need you to do the same thing. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. 
And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app. Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.